Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is Real Estate Coaching Radio, and Julie and I are broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. And of course, Real Estate Coaching Radio is your only source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make money in this real estate recovery. Listen in now and learn what it takes to get the most out of this new real estate boom. So, Julie, I know you've been doing free coaching calls. I had a few interesting free coaching calls today. Of course, a lot of great uh, private coaching calls with some of our uh, personal coaching clients. And I have to say, uh, there is absolutely no doubt that 2014 is going to shape up for many of our students to be the best year of their careers. And what's especially exciting is the agents who have adopted and adapted to the fact that success in this business is not about being where the puck is, thank you, Mr. Wayne Gretzky, but being where the puck is going to be. So share with the listeners some of your personal experiences from your coaching schedule today. Sure. Well, you know, here's a, a quick sample, but it also represents several of the same type of calls. Samantha in Philadelphia, one of my great coaching clients, you know, she has, uh, I believe it's 14 active listings, active meaning not in contract, so 14 actives all at the same time, which is more inventory than she's ever handled before. And the, the common question from Sam as well as many of my other uh, private clients is, okay, now I have all these listings. I have gotten them all, you know, ready, active in the MLS. A lot of this is holdover from the bad weather. It's almost like we've got a new January 1st out there that's been recalibrated. And now what do I do, right? This is more volume, more listings than I've ever had before. And so we've had a lot of conversations about uh, one of the things we teach in coaching, the 12-week seller's communication plan. Now, hopefully it doesn't take 12 weeks to sell, but in some markets it might. And I think a lot of times, Tim, agents don't call their current active listings as often as they should because they simply run out of things to say to them. So we do a lot of work in coaching about, you know, the point is to have the listing when it actually closes and to not have the seller get mad at you on the third week or the third month and have that point of contention that so many agents dread that call from the seller, what have you done for me lately? So that's a common theme that I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the other thing that I it's just very interesting cuz this is something we've been preparing all of our private clients uh for for a long time is the changing market or rather the adjusting market more towards equilibrium and away away from the crazy sellers market and you guys are going to see an increase in the days in the market. You're going to see now at the same time the average sale price will increase, which is kind of interesting. That'll be happening at the same time that the days in the market to sell a house will last longer. So that's an interesting phenomenon. But What's really exciting is there's going to be a ton of expireds that you guys are going to start seeing towards the end of probably this quarter into the following quarter. So all the agents that didn't realize the market was shifting, you know, didn't list the properties at the right price, maybe not the listing contracts for the right amount of time, and now those listings are going to be hitting the market again for you all to uh, go after as expireds. So, Julie, today's radio show has a very special co-host, and of course, you know this gal very well because she is one of your private coaching clients. So, yes. welcome to the call, Miss Christine Fine. Hi, guys. Hi, Christine. Hello. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice too. Both your voices. 
Thank you. Very good. So, Christine, thank you for being our co-host today. And, and this is going to – we're obviously we're, we're prepared to interview you, and we have a lot of – I mean, Julie and I were talking, actually. We go on our walk in the morning, and we were, Julie was telling me a lot about your business, and she was telling me a lot about the fact that she loves coaching you personally, too, you and your husband. Um, so let the listeners know where you sell real estate. Let them know how they can get a hold of you. For And, again, this goes to a nationwide audience, obviously, of agents. So, you know, for those of you wanting to send uh, referrals to Christine – uh, how how can they do that? And how can they contact you? Please do, please do. And by the way, so love not only loved being coached by you guys in the past, but love being coached by you guys now. Both Travis and I do. So I just have to throw that little shout out first. Um, I sell homes all over Los Angeles County, primarily in Santa Clarita Valley, but I also work areas like Santa Monica, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Century City. Westwood, all over the San Fernando Valley, including the Hollywood Hills, Toluca Lake, Burbank, Glendale, Eagle Rock, Los Feliz, Mount Washington, and then, of course, my hometown, Pasadena. Uh, the best way to reach me is either via email. My email address is christinefinere at gmail.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-F-I-N-E-R-E at gmail.com. Or you can always call or text me on my cell, which is 310-384-9047. So one of the interesting things about you, one of the many, many that we're going to talk about today, is the fact that you were, and you and your husband were very, very successful agents, and then you guys, um, I don't know if you were full-time out of the business and in the movie business, or I don't know how that transition worked, but I know you're back full-time in real estate, and that's your primary focus. And I think that speaks to a lot of folks in the industry. There's a lot of people that were you know, selling real estate maybe five, seven years ago, got out of it, and then are coming back in the industry. So... You're not alone and you're coming back. Tell them, tell our listeners about what you've been up to and kind of just give them some background because it really is quite interesting. You don't run into too many folks that are in the movie business. Um, okay, so Travis and I, um, prior to selling real estate, um, I've been in the real estate business for 11 years now, um, but prior to that uh, was in the entertainment business primarily producing television shows with David Kelly Productions, uh, which is where Travis and I met. He was a director for hire, and one of my jobs was uh, hiring directors. Um, and uh, got into development on Broadway, feature films, and um, managing writers and directors. And then we moved to Valencia and had a family, and that's when I started in real estate and dragged uh, Travis on over to the dark side. And... Um, <laughs> And as we were selling real estate, that, that creative passion uh, was lacking. So Travis um, went and took some writing courses at UCLA, wrote a script that we attached Melissa Leo to um, called The Space Between and hit the ground running and went and made a few independent feature films that um, have done successfully successful in all of the um, festivals and with awards. And literally, we woke up this morning to finding out that our second film, Any Day Now, is a huge hit in Tokyo. Um, <laughs> overnight, apparently, cool. it made $100,000 in one theater. So we're, we're, we're real excited about that. But that has primarily taken Travis uh, on full, full film mode, as they say. Um, and, um, and I'm still selling real estate, which I love. Excellent. Joy, you guys have such a great story because you're you're so broad based. You have so much going on and you handle it so well. So, can you talk a little bit? Maybe your experience in the movies has affected your success in real estate, and maybe your ability to present in real estate also has affected the other business. 
I'm sure you've thought about that. Can you share your thoughts about how each affects the other one? Yeah, it's interesting how it all kind of intertwines. Um, I guess you can say producing is producing is producing, right? Um, uh, you're producing real estate, you're producing uh, feature films, but um, you have to be creative in real estate and um, the creativity from working in front of the camera, behind the camera, um, with crews, with teams, uh, that was really helpful once we got into real estate. And then when we went back and we started negotiating contracts with other producers and, and distributors and whatnot, it was, oh, we got this. If we can handle a real estate contract, we can handle <laughs> an entertainment contract. Um, so the power of negotiating that we learned in real estate, we were able to bring back with our films, if that makes That's sense. That's interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to see a lot of our longtime coaching students who can I don't know, it's almost easily and effortlessly. They'll go from one business to another business and as investors, you know, so they, they're what they learn in real estate. And that's what I think a lot of agents don't realize, that when you get really good at real estate, those really are portable skills because of the fact that business organization, knowing what, how to focus on what matters most, keeping your day scheduled, all those types of things are the same types of skills it takes to be successful in anything, you know. And, and that's mm -hmm. exciting. I mean, that's fun that things are – I imagine that the, how similar are those two industries? Are they really that similar? Um, they are in our world. <laughs> I think they are. And I mean, and as you say that, Tim, honestly, like I go back to we were flipping properties, and one of the properties that we flipped literally afforded us to be one of the investors, one of the first investors on our film, on our first film. Um, so, you know, had we not been doing real estate and flipping properties, who knows if we'd be making those films? Because I don't know that we could have gotten people to invest and jump on board if we weren't the first in. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I too. think that's a great question. You know. Julie's got yeah, Julie's got a great question for you too. I mean, and Julie, you, you, she just chatted me. You know, you're in a super competitive market. What gives you the edge on a listing appointment? And because Julie told me, your coach told me that just recently you took like six listings in a week. And six listings in a week for some agents in, say, Detroit or the Midwest, that's like a good week and a normal week. But six listings in a week where you are, that's like superstar status because you're in one of the most competitive real estate markets probably in the country, if not the world. Six listings in a week, how did you do it? Well, you know, it, one of the questions that you guys had asked me earlier was what the misconception people have about top producers. And one of the things that came to mind that it, that I hate the words are you're too busy or you don't have enough time for me. And I just wanted to always put out there to my clients, I'm never too busy for you. You're ultimately, I'm going to be treating you like you're a family member. You're entrusting me to listen, sell, and represent you in one of the ex most expensive pieces of anything that you've ever had. So they deserve the energy, the knowledge, the time that, they should be given and the expertise of course but for for me i started looking at it like well i'm sort of the jerry mcguire <laughs> the jerry mcguire of real estate because i like to put my heart and soul into it and and my clients know that that i have their back and that it's not just a number for them it's not just a number for me it's not just another transaction but they have all of me yeah, I, I mean, you come. I I think from the some of the stories that you've told me, because you know, with all of our coaching clients, when you guys take listings, we always ask you a series of the same questions: Where did the lead come from, and you know, how did you do competing? And from right. what you've you, you know what you've told me, I think as your coach, your edge is that you come across 
just like you said, the Jerry Maguire of real estate in terms of, I mean, yes, you get shown the money as a result of your, um, right. you know, your hard work, but really your ability to care, and I think it really shows when you're in front of somebody, you spend a little bit of extra time, get into their head, you know, and I think that that comes across. So right. talk a little bit, Christine, about, you know, you seem so natural talking to your friends and people in your uh, center of influence about real estate. A lot of your opportunity comes from your center of influence. What advice do you have for agents who are nervous about asking for business from people they know? Because as coaches, we hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah, I bet you guys do. And and honestly, like all of my business, I can honestly say, comes from either my center of influence or my past clients or repeat business, um, which I love because then it just means that I'm doing a good job and they want me to do it for either their friends or family um, or, again, for them. Um, but you know, I'd like to say that I am in their face a lot because I want to be in their face a lot, and I know that's something that you and I are working on um, because I think my business will triple as a result. Um, but I think if you make it a memorable experience for the buyers or sellers that they won't forget you. Um, but again, like drip campaigns that we've talked about and calling them and staying in their face about don't forget and, you know, I'm still selling real estate, don't forget, because there's nothing worse than seeing a sign go up in your neighborhood that's not yours or or uh, hearing on Facebook that your best friend bought a house and didn't call you. Um, Facebook has helped a lot, too, with that. I know. You've done very well on that. So when you say, you know, I can just hear certain agents, when you say I like to stay in their face, some agents will be like, oh, my God, I'm not really comfortable with that. How do you nicely – you know, in your Christine, very polished way, talk to your friends and family and your center of influence. I mean, you're very well networked, and you are in a very competitive environment, so you pretty much right. have to be talking to your people, or you will be seeing a sign in your neighborhood that doesn't have your name on it. Maybe right. that's what motivates you to call them. Talk a little bit about that. Um, well, I think the way that in, in anybody that's worried about being in there in in somebody's face, like if that intimidates them, then I would just suggest that they talk to them like they would want to be spoken to. So that, you know, if you're being approached by a salesperson, a lot of people get rubbed the wrong way because they're like, oh, God, it's another sales pitch. But when you really need something, you want that person there. And it's, you know, kind of a numbers game. That person's going to show up when you need them. But I honestly would just talk to people like I would want to be spoken to. That makes sense. Absolutely. So what do you feel is the next level for your business, and how do you plan to get there? I don't know, Julie. You tell me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you hired us for, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I like being on the spot on the radio, right? I know, right? Um, I have accepted the REMAX challenge. I just moved over to REMAX here in February, and it's been a great transition. So happy to be here. Um, but I've accepted the REMAX challenge, and what that is is it they basically give the award winner $5,000 at the next award banquet, and the agent who comes in with the highest increased growth commission production from 2013 to 2014 as a percentage and makes platinum, which is over 250000 for the year, uh, wins. So I have accepted the challenge, and I'm on a mission to get there. <laughs> You're very competitive. I've always I always love that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what Bring is it. coaching meant for your business? And, you know, how has that made a difference to you? 
Um, coaching, I was. It's funny because one of the other things that I was looking at is the the whole balance of life, work, family. Like, how do you fit it all in? And it's one of the things that I struggle with the most because I'm one of those all in kind of people. Like, if it's if I'm just going to be with family, it's all family. Or if I'm just going to be working, it's going to be all work. And when you feel all of those pulling on you all at the same time, it's help. And then you have Julie going, okay, this is what we're going to work on. <laughs> right. um, keep the train so on the tracks. Keep the train on the tracks. And this is this is how you can balance it all. And, and think of your five areas of focus, which I absolutely love that that's one of the things that you taught both Travis and I, and we do it every year, the health, wealth, family, spirituality, and knowledge, and how to balance all of those so that you don't feel like all you're doing is working, especially when you set big goals for yourself. Sure. Well, let's drill down on that for a second because you and Travis seem to have a really strong relationship. How do you guys actually, you know, agents are going to be wondering, with all of these different things going on between the movie business and your real estate practice, and you guys have a young family, how do you actually get everything done, keep some balance, and have such a strong relationship? Um, well, a really wise lady who is our coach once told us, you guys need date night. Um, so what we do, and it's religious for us, we have a date night every week where we're not allowed to talk about business. We're not allowed to talk about children. We have to just um, be with each other and talk about ourselves. Uh, which has been like crucial having that having that one night um, where you turn everything off and it's just about you and your partner. Now that being said, we additionally also do Monday morning quarterbacking every morning. You said you guys mentioned you guys have your walks. We also have our our coffee talk every morning uh, where we go over everything that happened either the day before or what's about to happen, so that we are constantly on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I love to hear that from you guys because you are so coachable. That's why you're such a pleasure, Christine, because, I mean, you're motivated, you're confident, and you're coachable. So I have no doubt that you're going to win that REMAX award. <laughs> there's just Thanks, like Julie. There's no gray area with you, which is fantastic. No, it's black or white. <laughs> it is. I love that about you guys. Both of you are like that. Yeah. So um, can you talk about your, you know, two or three absolutely have-to-have lead generation sources where does all of your opportunity come from? You know, um, it really comes from past clients, center of influence, and um, and repeat customers. Um, that's where all my business comes from. I don't have any lead generators. Um, so you don't, I don't pay buy for buyer leads. leads. You're not, no, you know, shelling out money on your credit card every month and praying to no. the real estate gods. No, I don't do any of that. I, I so mean, I probably you, could, yeah. but I mean, I I do have sign calls that and you know open houses that I get leads from, um, but I don't <clears throat> pay for any leads. Well, and I don't think you're going to have to because you've had so many great opportunities and you've been running with them. Right. So you know, are you? People are going to wonder: Are you emailing your clients and past clients in Sphere? Are you sending them newsletters? Do you just call them? Do you talk to them on Facebook? What's your strategy? Because you are so well-networked, you have opportunity every week in real estate, and not every agent is feeling that. So what advice would you give them if they're saying, hey, you know what, I do need to talk to my people more. How do I do it? I want to do what Christine does. Um, I will tell you since the beginning of the year, um, social media has been huge. Um, been putting little plugs 
Uh, I've watched several friends in real estate, primarily in the Beverly Hills area, do their little plugs on Facebook where they will say, just listed this house or so happy that a friend entrusted me to work with them as a buyer or um, happy that I'm selling my best friend from high school's mother's house. And they'd just be little plugs, not necessarily about themselves, but about the real estate market um, or about the properties that they're selling. And um, I think that's really helped because I've started to do that, just like a little drip on Facebook. Um, The other thing I'm working on is cleaning out my contacts so that I can start doing uh, Happy Grasshopper so that I can have emails go out to past clients and my center of influence. I've got about 1,500 people in my center of influence, so I need to to really tap into that. But I think Facebook has been huge. But you don't rely on Facebook in terms of like doing Facebook no. ads and things like that. It sounds to me like you are doing Facebook more as a support, talk, being Christine Fine first, but talking about real estate in terms of what you do so that people are very clear Without, right. you know, overdoing it. Is that accurate? Right. That's correct. That's correct. In fact, I even, someone had posted a picture of, of uh, us and uh, Travis and I and another couple on Facebook saying having dinner with friends. And I thought, oh, God, I don't want my clients to think that I'm not working. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Not having dinner with friends. No. You're allowed to eat. Not allowed. <laughs> no. Little That's vacation funny. pictures when you're in Europe just after you went on a listing presentation. That's always fun. It's always so, fun. <laughs> what has been your biggest success in real estate? What's been the thing, if you actually could say, was the the biggest – it doesn't necessarily have to be the largest check, but what's been your biz, biggest uh, experience that you remember the most most rewarding, maybe the biggest check? What's been your biggest success? Wow, biggest. Well, I know a huge success was in 2007 when Julie was coaching us, and we were uh, we were named. Travis and I were top three in real estate. We had ten closings in a month um, that year. Uh, I remember that was a big year for us and a huge success. But I'm kind of feeling the six listings here in the last week um, also being feeling like a huge success, too. Now I just got to get those listings sold. <laughs> well, that's you right. know, that's Julie, Julie, told me about, Julie told me about some of those listings that you recently took. And one in particular, she said you competed with what probably in your marketplace was seen as the big dog, right? The big yes, broker, yes. big realtor. Yes. And we don't have to mention his name, but I mean, you went head-to-head with this guy. Most other agents would have been intimidated by that. But you weren't. Did you? It, so tell the listeners about that experience when they think they're competing against somebody who's basically got the listing, and you went in there and you got it. Yeah, you know, um, uh, and I have a lot to attribute to Julie too because she didn't know that I was going on that listing, but I kept hearing her say, you know, you have to use your sharpie clothes, and you need to go in and you need to ask them questions. So I kept asking them questions why they didn't hire the other agent and ultimately got out of them that he was completely the wrong fit for them personality-wise. So, you know, we kind of want to mirror what they do want and who and what they are. And so that's what I went in and did and said, okay, well, if they don't want his personality, what personality do they want? Um, And uh, you're right. That's one of the one of the great success stories. There's nothing better than that feeling, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you on that. <laughs> Thank you. I know. But, you know, it sounds to me, because there are people that would say, well, you know, you really need to be in and out the door in like 30 minutes or less. 
But it sounds to me like you're spending some time getting to know them and what their Mm -hmm. needs are and just delivering what's important to them. That, I mean, doesn't that sound simple, yet you don't hear that all the time from agents. But go ahead. Well, it's true. So, I mean, let me reframe that slightly. I mean, virtually Mm -hmm. every other real estate coach teaches people to basically go in there at the exact same listing presentation and you tell them what you're going to tell them regardless of what they actually want to hear, and you basically try to power close them at the end with a sign the contract, please, or whatever. And the way we teach agents to do it is basically ask questions, and, you know, Christine said at our Sharpie close, all of you guys who are coaching students, you sure as heck better be using the Sharpie close because it does work. But the right. reality of it is, is the Sharpie close is designed, and everything that we teach you guys to do is designed to ask the seller what's important to them. And as Christine just said, not just sell to their personality type, which obviously is critical, but obviously then focus on what they're looking for in a listing agent, which you also heard her say. So those are some really critical things that she just said in conversation. I hope you guys, I hope you guys picked out. So, I mean, yeah. with regards to this type of competitive situation, truthfully, it doesn't matter who you compete against. Is there, there really is no reason why you won't be able to take every listing you go on at this point. That's got to be a pretty cool feeling. Oh, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. And, it, you know, the the thing is, is when you walk in and you start asking questions and you make a connection with the person and, and they finally feel like they can trust you because they don't know you. When you walk in the door, they, they don't know you from Adam. So for you to sit and ask them questions and try to personally connect with them, they're going to feel a lot more at ease saying, okay, I'm okay signing the contract because you're hearing me. Right, yes, especially in LA. Point, though, I would it? imagine that that's you know somebody being all about them. You know that's pretty mm-hmm. critical everywhere, but especially you know you you're in a high end, pretty competitive market. So, Christine, what's been your biggest challenge that you've been working on, and what have you been doing about it in real estate? My biggest challenge. Hmm. Um. Wow. There's so many challenges. Where do I start? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I think time management would be my biggest challenge. Um You guys do have a lot going on, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, and and you know, wanting to never be late to an appointment and be on time and and manage that time and and be able to, you know, give to my children and my family as well as as to my clients and my business. Um I think that's definitely my biggest challenge, which is why I'm in coaching so I can learn how to do that better. Well, you know, it is more pressure when you're an accountable person, you know. Yeah. So, you know, when you don't, quote, feel like working, because I'm sure you have days like that, how do you get into action and not give in to that weird emotional feeling of like, all right, enough is enough already. I don't really feel like working. How do you deal with that? Um, Well, it's kind of like um, anybody that has ever had a small child come and wake them up in the morning and you don't have a choice whether or not you get up or not because they're like, but I'm hungry, I'm I'm awake, you need to be awake. I wake up thinking about my business and my clients and, and my children and my husband and their needs and going, okay, I don't have a choice. I have to get out of bed, you know. These, these needs have to be met. Um, but, again, it goes back to, I imagine myself as one of my sellers or one of my buyers, and I imagine myself as one of my kids, and I go, I wouldn't want to be that person in need and reliant on somebody who's still laying in bed. So i got to get up. That's a great outlook. I love that. 
Well, so, it does yeah. help to have people. You know, it, but it's a mindset, though, isn't it? I mean, and, it is. Uh, it's a it's a service mindset. Your initial your initial mindset is I have to take care of the people I love, and then hey, guess what? I make commitments to uh, the buyers and sellers who have selected me to do business with, and there's a heck of a lot more out there that I need to be getting on the phone with to convince to do business with me. I mean, it, right. it, it is. A, it comes from a core desire that I sense in you to be of service. Is that something that resonates with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk about that. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> service. Aim to please. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's where I get the whole, like, Jerry Maguire, you know, of real estate feel, too. So, um, I, I mean, let's let's talk about that, Christine. I, you mentioned that a couple times on this call. You, you know, you're bringing up Jerry Maguire and how he wrote his white paper and how the rest of his industry was like, dude, you're crazy. This is about this business is about making money and it's about just basically blowing in, blowing out contracts and treating the athletes like they're cattle. And you're saying that Jerry Maguire, you know, he came to the, his sports. What was he? As a uh, sports agent. Sports agent. And his mm-hmm. yeah, his theory was, listen, it's not about all those things. It's about caring for people and doing what's best for them. So how does that translate specifically to your business? Because that's how we run our business as well. Right. Well, it's it's catering to the needs of, of the client and, and how so oftentimes a realtor will just say, well, I need another listing, I need another sale, I need another buyer sign call, I need this, I need that. Well, I'm sorry, what, what did your client need? Because you're representing them. Um, and P.S., isn't it your fiduciary duty as well? <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, so I refer to that because I, I like to think of myself as the Jerry McGuire of real estate. I'm not representing sports clients, but I am representing, um, people who are selling once again, their largest asset. And we need to remind ourselves of that constantly. Right. I mean, they are, you know, it's, it's, this is something we say all the time and it's interesting, the people it resonates with and the people that it doesn't. If you know, if you don't have the money, if you don't have the freedom, if you don't have the peace of mind, if you don't have the lifestyle, if you don't have whatever it is that you feel like you deserve and that you want in your life, uh, the bottom line is, is because you have yet to figure out a way to be a, a high enough level of service to enough people. The more people you're able to solve a problem for, whether it's through a product or a service like a real estate transaction, um, at a high level, in other words, it's not just a function of doing lots of transactions and doing a poor job, but doing lots of transactions and doing an excellent job with what that clearly Christine does, then there is no limits to how much money you'll make. There is no limits to the life that you can have. There, you know, that's the way it works. There's a direct correlation between you know the quality of service and the number of people you can be of service to, and what you are able to accomplish in your life. The formula is that simple, and uh, mm-hmm. it's not about basically. You know, people think there's some sort of secret sauce or i mean do you ever you know that that is interesting right now especially i've noticed in this this spring so many emails going out so many letters so much marketing to agents trying to sell them the secret sauce silver bullet how do you keep your head clear from all these sort of competing marketing messages trying to get your credit card number i'm curious um i think i walk around with blinders a little bit because hmm. <laughs> because of my time management and not being able to um uh, to uh, juggle everything that I have going on now, that those come in and they just kind of <laughs> go into its own little separate corner, and I'll get to it when I get to it. And, and unfortunately, I never – well, maybe fortunately, I never do get to it. <laughs> so it, it – uh, uh, yeah, I think I walk around with blinders when it comes to that stuff. I really do. Well, 
it's myopia basically, right? You're very clear on what you're trying to accomplish and you know, you're not gonna, right. you're not going to succumb to somebody that's trying to get you off your off your goal. Uh, right. So, new agents, people getting back in the business, would you recommend coaching to them? And um again, I appreciate the praise you gave us earlier, but as far as, you know, coaching in general, having somebody external hold you accountable to help you kind of clear the cobwebs about what you should be focusing on, new agents, people getting back in the business, you know, a lot of these guys are thinking to themselves, Christine, wow, that's a big financial commitment. I'm not sure I'm ready for it. What would you have to say to those folks? It is worth every penny. And I mean that wholeheartedly because I I just made the move back to I, – I switched over to Remax at the same time that Julie and I started coaching again. And while I've been in the business all along, I knew that I had big goals for myself. And I said, how am I going to change my business, not only by moving over to another company, but but also how do I jumpstart and basically be doing double the transactions I can't do this on my own because I've 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 been doing this and this is the numbers that I've been getting. So for anybody new coming to the business or anybody that's trying to jump start their business, I highly highly recommend coaching with Julie and Tim because you can't do it on your own. I mean, you can you can you can try and you can probably do well, but it's like having a whole nother mindset because you you go in and you go, "Oh my god, I didn't even think about it that way." And you remind us of well, did you try it this way? Because you might not have thought of it this way, or you might not have even tried this before, but I'm here to tell you it works because I've seen it work with other clients. And I think that has, I think it'll actually end up tripling my numbers as a result. This is like the most, this, this, the simplest, most elegant business to, that, that's the easiest to screw up. And that's really the bottom line, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. is, you've you hit, it, guys, listen to back what she's saying. She's focusing on being of service primarily. She's focusing on always over delivering on what she promises, and you guys can just listen to her. Doesn't it, doesn't she sound like someone you'd want to hire to listen or buy Aww. a house from? Yeah, I mean, it does for me. You can you know, if you get... like. <laughs> I know that's right. Listen to the radio, send referrals. Yeah, well, here's my thought though, Christine, is that the business really is easier with your mindset versus agents that kind of fight that mindset of, you know, am I a salesperson or am I not a salesperson? I don't think that that question ever really crosses your mind. You just do what you do and you mm-hmm. keep that focus on it. Don't you think that that main, I don't know if you've ever really thought about that, but the, how much easier it is when you have a mindset of service. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, you, you don't have this fear of, you know, talking about real estate in front of people. <laughs> Quite the opposite, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. You know, and you're not looking for a passive way to generate business, to you know have these constant campaigns or paying for leads or this or that, hoping that somebody will find you and want to do a deal. You're the one creating your transactions. You don't seem to have that fear or hang-up, and yet you still come across so natural. That's one of the things we love about you. Oh, that's you know, great. You make it well, it's sound not going to manifest itself, you know, so you've got to <laughs> exactly. go out there and make it happen. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny, it's funny you should say that. I mean, so we, true. we do hear that a lot. And when we talk with, with guys that are looking to hire a coach, I mean, we're often, they'll call up us and have a free coaching call or they'll call one of our other coaches. And you sometimes hear this sort of, I don't know, this tonality in their voice where they want to do everything passively. And they are being sold on the idea that you can create it passively. Oh, you do this and you mail that and you you know, whatever. And, guys, it just doesn't work that way. 
that you can you can do the meditations and the and and, and and trying to manifest whatever it is that you want in life. But guess what? If you're not willing to take the actions, it's not going to happen. It's you true. Know, you have. It's so right. true. And Christine, the, the conversations have. Uh, this is a question I was thinking of earlier, so it's kind of out of time, but still, I think it's important. A lot of people are afraid. Getting back to what Julie was talking about earlier, and I think it's worth drilling down because you're so successful at this. Of, of broaching those conversations with people they only sort of know about real estate. How do you start a conversation with someone when you're networking, when you're uh, uh, trying to attract business to you? Could you share with the listeners some of the ways that you mentally got over the idea of uh, being a secret agent, a secret agent being someone who's afraid to tell folks that they're a real estate agent? How, do you, how did you do that, or was that never an issue for you? Well, you know, I, I go back and I think about like going on a listing and presentation and how I would ask questions to connect. Um, so I think asking questions, even when you're just in a networking setting and you're trying to let the other person know that you're in real estate without coming up to their face and going, I sell real estate, um, is asking them questions and then finding a way to segue into real estate, but by using a story and example versus saying, I have this listing right now and I have this buyer that I'm working with and and not trying to promote yourself so much as, let me tell you what happened with um, a seller recently where we listed their home, they wanted to list it for four and a quarter and we ended up listing it for three ninety nine and we ended up getting thirteen offers and they ended up getting four hundred and fifty thousand for it instead of the four twenty five and how great it was that these people ended up walking away with fifty thousand dollars more and twenty five thousand more than they thought they were gonna make and um you know and using that as a story and then suddenly people are like, Oh, well that sounds interesting and then it's not just about promoting yourself but about this is what's kind of going on in the marketplace and this is how we're able to get our clients more money. Um, so I think stories and questions and trying to connect with people versus just feeling like you've got to sell yourself or sell real estate. Well, so you just said something really cool, and I can understand from being a movie person that this is natural for you, being a storyteller, because at the end of the day, that's what a great movie is. It's a story. Right. Uh, so you you have a uh, probably at this point an ability, without even thinking about it, to tell stories to folks. So you tell them real estate stories, and that gets them engaged, and then you start basically uh, forging a relationship with them. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so for you guys out there who are hesitant – to have conversations with folks about real estate, learn to be storytellers. You can tell mm-hmm. stories like she just said, or you can tell stories from your own personal experience, or you can tell stories about you know a house that got listed or you know a big transaction that just happened. You know, it's funny. People love in America definitely love real estate. It's almost like that. Mm-hmm. It's like celebrity news. You don't run into anybody that doesn't want to talk about real estate. So give them what they want in the form of a story, and you can engage them in conversation. So that's really right. fantastic. Yeah, so, so Christy, why, why you? This is a question I always like to wrap with. Why you? In, in one of the most competitive markets, uh, you've been com- you guys have been competitive in good markets, bad markets. You've, you're com- you, know, you basically are becoming one of the top agents in California, let alone the nation. Why you? What makes you so special? Why not me? <laughs> there you go, right? Sorry. <laughs> no, but Why isn't that not? the bottom line? 
it, that is the bottom line. That is the bottom line. Absolutely. It's like that uh, that Nemo with the with the birds, where they're like, mine, 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 right? Like, make it make it yours. That's. I think that's ultimately what it's all about. If if again, if you're not going to manifest it for yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. So you you got to make it happen. Right, and that it, absolutely that is the bottom line. What in this marketplace? Right in this ever-improving marketplace, uh, in this time in history, there probably will never will be, and especially in our lifetimes, another a better time to be in the real estate industry. You know, we're at the beginning of the seven to ten year recovery. Uh, different parts of the country are going to feel it at different levels of intensity, certainly. But listeners, please, for for God's sake, for your sake, for your family's sake, for your grandchildren's sake, take advantage of this marketplace. You know, but do it with a mindset of service. Do it with the understanding that. When you're of service to folks at a high enough level and you're providing service at the level that, say, for example, Christine Fine is, there is no limit to the amount of money you can make. A lot of you are writing your own real estate comeback stories. You're still licking your wounds from the real estate crash. Well, guess what? It's 2014. Get the heck over it and get back into action. Quit telling yourself the story of what you had been or what the experience you did have. Stop thinking in your mind that, the success that you experienced back in the real estate bubble was the high watermark for you, and you know that will be what you remember, and you're never going to have an experience like that again. That's crazy, guys. This real estate market, what we're at the very beginning stages of, is going to be more powerful. It's going to be more everything if you choose, if you decide, like Christine has. Why not? Why, why not, not make this your market? Right. So, Christine, fine. Indeed. Why not make it your market? And thank you very much for being our uh, superstar today. I really enjoyed talking with you. And again, if they want to send you referrals, how might they do it? They can call me or text me. Easiest way to do it on my cell at 310-384-9047. And just to keep it easy, how about this? Anything that's going to really, any part of California, text her. That's it. I'm your California girl. She's your California girl. If she if she can't be of service to the client, I'm sure she'll connect you with somebody who is. So, Christine, Absolutely. fine. Thank you. And for all of our listeners, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.